Welcome to Songs and Stories, the Not For Musicians Only music podcast. Well, alrighty. Welcome once again to Songs and Stories. My name is Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories, episode number 25 this time out. Today we're going to be talking with multi-instrumentalist singer-songwriter Dan Kai and bass player Steve Acello. Before we get to that, I wanted to uh, recap a, a couple of things. In, in the last episode, I mentioned my, my road trip to, North, to Central California that was coming up, and uh, last weekend I did play in Grass Valley, Nevada City, and Newcastle, California. And it was a lot of fun. On Friday, I played at the, the Briar Patch Co-op, a little grocery store in Grass Valley, which I think is probably a lot of fun, uh, probably in the middle of summer when there's a lot of people there. It was This was the middle of February, so I had a, a small but attentive crowd, but a lot of the local KVMR people came that had been playing my stuff, and I got to hang out with them in the visit, and it was really a lot of fun. On Saturday, I played on KVMR on Wesley Robertson's Rockin' and Stompin' show, I was on the show along with Kevin O'Dell, who runs the Acoustic Barn House Concerts series. So Kevin talked about the house concerts. I talked about actually these podcasts with Wesley, who's been listening. And I played a bunch of music, and it was just a really fun time. That night, I opened up at the Acoustic Barn for Rick DiDia and Irina Spiritu, who were guests on the last episode of Songs and Stories. So we got to hang out and visit again. And and I keep thinking that, you know, you, you write songs, you do music, and you're trying to get it out there and move it along and ratchet it up. But the byproduct is really just crossing paths and meeting a lot of really nice people, which I guess isn't a bad way to spend your time. I also wanted to mention that in the last episode of this podcast, I mentioned the, the new contest I'm doing every month. I'll be doing a random drawing for a prize um, throughout the month in the podcast that I post. And at the end of the month, I'll draw a name. I'm changing the rules a little bit. Um, last month, I said you have to be new to my mailing list and sign up, and I'm going to follow that rule for this first drawing. But from now on, even if you're on my list, if you want to enter the drawing, you can just send me an email and mention this. But for the drawing for February, because it's now March, uh, the prize is an autographed copy of the Hangin' Tree Sessions from Rick DiDia and Irene Espiritu, as well as a live DVD of Rick and Irene performing at the Freight and Salvage in Berkeley. And the winner of the CD and DVD, based on a purely random drawing I did this morning, is David from Sacramento. So I'm going to contact David, congratulations, and I'll send you off the, the CD and the DVD. What I'm doing for March is I'm doing a couple of back-to-back -back podcasts that go together. I'm going to be talking to Dan and Steve today. Uh, in the next podcast, I'll be interviewing local songwriter Keith Greninger. And if you're in Santa Cruz or pretty much anywhere along the Western Coast and you've seen, you've seen Keith play, you've probably seen Dan and Steve play with him as well. They play together a lot, and they play together for years. And the prize this month is an autographed copy of Keith Greninger's latest CD, Glorious Peasant. And if you, it's a great CD. And if you want to enter to win, all you have to do is, if you're on my mailing list, just send me an email, michael at michaelgaither.com, and let me know that you want to enter the contest for the Keith Greninger CD for March. And I'll enter your name in the drawing, and I'll draw at the beginning of April. If you're picking up this podcast and you happen to not be on my mailing list, all I ask is that you sign up or give me your email address so I can put you on my list. You can go to my contact page, michaelgaither.com slash contact, 
and mention the um, the Keith Greninger CD or the Dan Kai interview. And I'll enter you in the drawing, put you on my mailing list. And again, beginning of next month, I'll make the drawing, and somebody, some lucky listener, will get an autographed copy of Keith's latest CD. So speaking of crossing paths with nice people, I've I've come to realize that I've I've been doing this for a while now, and I've recorded interviews, you know, at, at music festivals, in in coffee shop parking lots. Um, God, where else? Um, just all kinds of different places with all kinds of interesting background noises. But I think it works best when I just sit around my kitchen table. The, the acoustics are nice. Uh, we don't hear cars and horns blurring in the background. And um, in the last interview, I talked with Rick and Irene, and they came to my house, and we talked around the kitchen table. And I think besides good acoustics, it's just a really, it's, it's less an interview than just a chat. And so for this interview with Dan and Steve, this happened actually quite a few months ago, but Dan was in town promoting his newest CD, Treat a Stranger Right. And he happened to be doing a show the next night in Monterey. And so I got a hold of him ahead of time and I said, you know, I got this little podcast interview series. Would you want to come by and, 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 and talk? And of course, he loved the idea. And so Dan and Steve, along with Dan's wife, Angel, and their two kids, all showed up at the door. So my wife, Cindy, and, and Angel visited. And then I hung out with, with Dan and Steve. And we talked about... Um, Dan's musical background, and I'll give you a little a bit about Dan from his bio. Basically, he's been blind since birth. He started studying classical piano at age two, and now he plays. I don't know what he doesn't play. In fact, in this interview, at, at some point I asked him what he plays, and I should have asked him what he doesn't play because it's a much shorter list. But we, we talked about Dan and, and his music, and the interview actually went on pretty long, and so Purely by coincidence, I ended up with a half-hour piece where Dan talks about his music, the latest CD, how that evolved, um, and how him and Steve actually hooked up with Keith in the first place many years ago. Then I stopped recording, checked the level, and talked again, and we ended up talking about technology and then being an independent musician in the age of MySpace and websites. So this is really going to be broken up into two pieces, but this first piece, we're going to be talking to, to Dan about the music. And so I thought, what better way to start than hear a little bit of Dan. So I'm going to give you a listen to a couple of cuts off his latest CD. This, is again, is kind of an Americana gospel release. It's called Treat a Stranger Right. We'll listen to a little bit of Give Free Your Love, which was written by Dan. And then we'll listen to a little bit of I'll Fly Away, the classic gospel tune. And then we'll talk with Steve and Dan at my kitchen table. Yes, I made too much noise And I said the wrong things I didn't do what I was supposed to do To earn these ways Still I was just hoping That you might think I was worth the trouble I'll bring it right back I'll make Just a fantasy that gives us what we need to keep dreaming. From the confines of our existence, we believe just what we're told. But 
Only my first album and this did I ever do, you know, not on my own. Right. And so that kept my costs really low. Yeah. I mean, we were able to make CDs for three or four grand. Yeah. This CD ended up costing almost ten. Yeah. But, um, and, it's a had, go- and it's a gospel record too. Yeah. And it's funny. I put all this energy into an album of basically there's only one original song. Uh, but uh, did, you, did you find some public domain songs to get away that way or? Did you I, I did songs that I thought were public domain, only right. to find that people had claimed them at weird uh, period yeah. like points, and so that was basically yeah to make. It was pretty much a dollar a disc in royalties. Yeah. It adds so, up. It does. I mean, that's yeah. a thousand bucks to make a thousand CDs. I know. Well, a friend of mine asked me about was a circle being broken, and I go, I'm pretty sure it's a Carter family song. And I went to like the Harry Fox Agency website. Yeah. And there's like 15 people claiming say they wrote it. Yeah. Well, we did. I have uh, All Fly Away on here, which I thought was right. a Carter song. Yeah. And it is not. It's Albert Brumley, I think. Cause yep. I'm, actually, I, on my CD, I've got a gospel song called Old Time Heaven at the end. Mm-hmm. We added the tag for all, for all Fly Away at the end. We had on local singer Karen Phoenix sing on it. Oh, yeah. And it's, just, it's really pretty. And I thought, well, it's only 15 seconds, but let's let's, let's be legit about it. So right. I looked it up, and it was I found Brumley published 99 cents. And yeah. that thing, if it's over five minutes, they'll double charge you? Yes. In fact, it's, we recorded yeah. Come Sunday on here, which is a, a Duke Ellington piece. And uh-huh. uh, it was nine minutes, so we had to pay twice. Mm. <laughs> Just like, a lot of mileage uh, and pay. 
pro, like pro I sh- rate. I shouldn't have played that extra sax solo right there. There's no money in playing. There's money in getting your songs out there. And... Yeah. But you know what? This is a piece of art, and you know, yeah. the hell with it. I, you know, if I thought we were going to make big money on this, you know, that'd yeah. be different. But I didn't. I didn't do this hoping to. I mean, I'm. You know, come on. You want it to do well, but well, you, of course. But I mean, you know. You want it to facilitate. Like my dad said, I'll be an overnight yeah. success like Bonnie Raitt. It'll just take 25 years. Sure. You know, so. Sure. Exactly. I got 20 in it now. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to say two. This is a gospel record primarily. which Primarily, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of a, a an American gospel retrospective. Yeah. I'm not like born again or, or anything like right. that. And I was asked to do this. The reason mm-hmm. I and, – and I – and the people who asked me to do it can, uh, paid for it. Yeah. And they asked me to make a gospel record, and I thought, what? And then I kind of realized, oh, my God, there's all these songs that I've carried around with me that I love sure. that are deep spiritual songs. And uh, so, you know, that's why I just figured. When you have songs like Soul of a Man, which is, you can, it's it's got a gospel thing to it. But, but it's, it's really not... just a universal. Yeah, exactly. All these songs, to me, are basically universal. Um, the one song that's like a definitively Judeo-Christian song um, was written by Kate Alm, who's uh, Art Alm's wife, mm-hmm. lives here in uh, Santa Cruz, and that's the, that's the only song that's really like clearly talks about Jesus and mm-hmm. God, and the rest of them are all pretty universal. I like to mix it up. Yeah. You know. Well, it's like my my kind of gospel is sort of like Buddy and Julie Miller, and I mean right, and that's kind of where this record lies. Yeah. More more in that sense of you know I love well the Blind Willie Johnson obviously sure. and, you know kind of more like stuff like Gillian would do and. Mm-hmm. and people like that and, yeah um, well I think if you want to do a gospel record and actually reach people these kind of tunes there's a story there but there's also you can there's also there's a message if you want it if not, or you can just a great groove. song yeah, yeah right and that was the idea when I made this thing I said yeah. you know what this is going to be just a great record you can throw it on at a party yeah. not listen to the words yeah. yeah oh exactly. a lot of my friends yeah. yeah I mean my Jewish friends love it Every, everybody's into it so yeah. it was fun very cool yeah well first of all let's, let's start recording this time yeah sure I want to thank you. This is the first interview I've done in my kitchen, so this was incredibly convenient. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And um, for those of folks on the podcast, I'm sitting here talking with Dan Kai and Steve Buccello. Uccello. Uccello. Yeah. I should know that, but I just need to play enough times. And I saw you do part of this this new record, Treat Stranger Right. I think at Monterey Live you were talking about it a while back. Yeah. There was another show, but um, so like like we've been talking about for a few minutes here, it's 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 a sort of an American music slash gospel record. Yeah, it's kind of a retrospective album yeah. of just songs that I um, that I enjoy mm-hmm. that I, that really meant something to me, and I, and it's really a very universal record. Yeah, and it's. I went I went online and found clips today, and actually, and so I heard bits and pieces. I'm looking forward to hearing the whole thing. Yeah, well, it was a lot of fun, especially. As a songwriter, to do an album of basically all all but one song is are, are written by other people, right? And that was really um, liberating because, uh-huh. as a songwriter and arranger, um, a lot of times I get really wrapped up in just the content of the tune and the melody and that sort of thing. And it was really fun to just focus on making someone else's tune my own and and sure. having fun with the arrangement, right? And thinking more about well, what's the band going to do and. Just more of the presentation as opposed to what am I trying to say? And mm-hmm. that, so. Yeah, I kind of like cover tunes because people have heard them, so I always take a cover tune and it's like, what can I do different with it? What can I can I change the tempo, the rhythm? Right. Add something, add, add a different instrument to it they wouldn't expect, and then right. make it your own. Yeah, a lot of these songs. There's uh, four tunes on here that are Blind Willie Johnson songs, and they were just Blind Willie Johnson, his old plywood Stella guitar, and his wife. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, 
these are screaming for a band, and yeah. this has and uh, and I did a lot of kind of interesting things with the rhythm. You know, I, I really pushed the backbeat. There's mm-hmm. almost no there's almost no upbeat. You know, and uh, and so that was kind of something that I did that was fun. And um, and then we have a there's a uh, song by uh, Toots and the Maytals that's a reggae tune, and that was really fun to put together, also because I got to bring in like the bells and the weirdo and yeah. all that stuff. So and for those folks that don't, you you were actually. You were born in San Juan or you were raised in San Juan? I uh, was born on Maui and yeah. uh, grew up in San Juan Batista and in Santa Cruz. Which I'm, gave us the San Juan song. Which yes. So much. Yes. <laughs> which um, we're actually going to be starting work on a new CD oh, good. Uh, uh, this winter. And we're actually going to revisit the San Juan song. We're going to we're gonna do another another recording of it. It's such a great story. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah it's, well, you know, it's a real country song about real country problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So. And plus, everybody howls at the end, which is great. Right? Yeah. Well, the peacock thing is 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 fun. I, I it's amazing. I'll go to other states and I hear peacock calls and people yeah. are trying to get my attention. So that's <laughs> kind of fun. You find the one song that seems to carry you along or, or travel there ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. You know, it's really interesting the songs that people pick up. Yeah. Um, there's a a, a song um, which is on the first twelve years and it's uh, also on my solo record. Right. That's called For Paulina. And um, actually, a lot of people think I wrote it for my daughter, but I actually wrote it for my grandmother, and mm-hmm. I play it on her guitar, where she taught me oh, to, nice. to play. And um, it's been interesting. That song's really been picked up. In, it's all instrumental, and it's been picked up in Europe. A lot of people are, are spinning that song, and it was really surprising to me because it was kind of an afterthought. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, well, I'll stick this pretty instrumental song on. And So you just never know what people like. You never know. What speaks to them. Well, like on my side, on my CD, there's a song called High Love, kind of like this goofy, funny song. We just, we almost left it off, and I'm like, no, nah, I'll leave it on. It's, it's yeah. the one people, you know, you never know. Well, it's like Keith and, and Steve and I and uh, our friend Art, you know, we recorded that song, Tumbleweed. I was, gonna, I, I was just thinking of and Tumbleweed. And I said to Keith, like, <clears throat> we can't put that on the record. That, that was just something that happened that was a joke amongst right. us. And it's huge. It's definitely, you know, uh, as far as Keith and I and, and Steve are concerned, you know, together, it's probably, I don't know, number four hit. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's a great sing-along. Right, right. Yeah. Well. We have friends up in Sacramento. We ended up going to a house concert in Newcastle um, a while back, mm-hmm. and we were going to see friends, and they said, we're going to go see this guy named Keith Greninger. You want to go? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, and so we get there, and he's like, hey, what are you guys doing up here? And so yeah. we get to the end, and I go, can you play Tumbleweed? And he did, and of course yeah. everybody sang along, and it was a big hit. Oh yeah, it's it's fun, and actually there's a, a couple of different bands, local bands here in the Bay Area that that cover it. Mm-hmm. It's cute, you know. It's what's well, hey. a real slow, nice country mm-hmm. song. It's easy to sing. Yeah. Well, we ripped off Amazing Grace. Right. You know, hey, what yeah. can you say? Yeah. <laughs> Which is almost traditional. Well, it's like what Woody Guthrie said. You know, if you want to write a song, you start with a song everybody knows and change the words. That's how we got this one as your land. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He started with a gospel song. Sure. Mo- almost all of Woody's songs are old yeah. uh, labor songs or, or gospel tunes. Yeah. And Hank Williams, too. Yeah. You know, he was a master of, of taking the... And now we think they're his songs. Right. And they are, to, to some degree. But, you know, that's really what folk music's about. I was at a, a festival, uh, and I, actually I was a folk alliance that mm-hmm. Steve and I and Keith were at. And I remember Utah Phillips standing up and saying, hey, all you songwriters who say you play folk music, he says, you know, if you get to the second chorus and I can't sing along, that isn't a folk song. That's good. And I thought, man, that's something. That's a really good definition. It is. Yeah. Mm. It's, mm. It may be Americana or it may be bluegrass or maybe, you know, yeah. but it's not folk music if right. you can't sing along. so. And uh, and so, most of the songs on this record, this Treat a Stranger Right, they're basically folk songs. Mm-hmm. You can sing along. Yeah. yeah. Since we have Steve here, too, how yeah. did you and Steve and Keith kind of hook up? 
Well, you've played here for many, many, many yeah. years before you before you left us and moved north of Washington. That's true. Well, Steve and I actually met um, in high school, mm-hmm. and we played together. I mean, we had water for I guess we were together for about twelve years. Yeah. And one of Water's kind of mission statements or, or ideas was that not only would we be a group of multi-instrumentalists who all played each other's songs, you know, because we were all songwriters, but that we would also function as a backup band for other songwriters. And um, that was the plan initially, then. Yeah, and so and so Keith was one of our one of our um, experiments with that, mm-hmm. and I, you know, it was an experiment for him as well. Um, and I actually just recently was talking to Tim Prince, who's done a lot of our recording, and he told me that. Keith had said, oh, "I got to find a bunch of young guys who are really good to, to play with and, mm-hmm. and have a band." Um, I, I didn't know that, but anyway, yeah. So we uh, we hooked up, uh, I guess, in '98. Uh-huh. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, we met at a, a party that he had at his house, and uh, we what did, we had a two. I remember we had a tuba. Art was playing his tuba, and we had a sitar. And Steve had, had his and a sitar. And Steve had his bass, and I had the dobro, and it was just this bizarre meeting. And because you think folk, you think like tuba and a sitar. Exactly. <laughs> the first thing that exactly. Exactly. And uh, Jan just waiting to happen. Yeah. So then you know after that it was like, hey, we got to do this. This yeah. is fun. But yeah, Dane and I have known each other for since high school times. So I used to bring my guitar to school and uh, kind of get Dane to plunk on it and show me some chords and stuff. Which was really lame because it was strung the other way because mm-hmm. Steve's left-handed, so he plays all his instruments. Oh, that's upside right. down to me, right. which is funny because we lived together a, a number of years, mm-hmm. and so I can play some pretty mean blues lead guitar upside down now. But <laughs> that's Albert King style. Yeah, but Steve, like, like, like you don't play enough instruments. I know. Play them backwards. Let's play them backwards. Down. Steve is also, you know, like myself, is a crazy multi instrumentalist, mm-hmm. and, and you know, we're always buying old things and fixing them, and he can play right side up and upside down and backwards and over his yeah. head. And, I just got a cello, so look yeah. out for that. The cello's coming. And so, folks, for folks who don't know, um, what in, what instruments do you play? Me, I play the piano. That's my primary instrument. Mm-hmm. Well, and voice; yeah. those are kind of my main things. But I'm a percussionist. Um, I play a variety of percussion mm-hmm. as well as trap kit. And then I play guitar, banjo, mandolin. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, I play harmonicas, mm-hmm. chromatic, and diatonic. And then I play the woodwind family. Um, excluding the double reeds and then I played uh, all the instruments in the brass family um, except the piccolo trumpet I, I avoid that like the plague uh, and then I play a lot of ethnic instruments from, from different parts of the world you know like I play the charango from, from Bolivia and, well from the Andes and I play a lot of the Andean flutes and then I play um, a lot of different kinds of flutes from all over you know Arabic flutes and Indian flutes and um, yeah, so it's it's kind of you know you could say I'm a percussionist, but then you could talk about all the different mm-hmm. kinds of you know and the and the thing I'm really miserable at is the violin. I'm just absolutely hideous, so I take that to parties. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy. It's really kind of my goal to have someone ask me to stop. Like, hey, could you knock that off? Or you can actually clear the party at the end when it's like yeah. three o'clock and nobody will leave. You just right. start playing out, play, play, play a bunch of bad fiddle tunes. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, real out of tune and Let's squeaky. jam, get the tuba and the violin out. Right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, but you know, uh, Steve shares this. It's almost like um, an appointed task that we find these old instruments and and put them back together and and get them going again. You know, right. there's spirits that live in these 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 uh, old pieces of wood and metal and you know craftsmen put their time into and it's kind of a 
it's a labor of love, you know, mm-hmm. to just resurrect them and, and then figure out how they work, you know. And um, well, I mean, like Bob, you know, you guys have Bob Brosman. He's another right, he's right. another uh, guy in our guild of you know finding things and going, what the heck is that? Oh well, I'll do this with it. You know, oh, it sounds good to me. So, <laughs> but you know, so I've got zithers and and all kinds of weird, you know, what didgeridoos and belalikas and it's a mess. Our house is an instrument case. It sounds like our friend Mad Dog's house because I know he's going to be listening. Yes, to yes. You know, we know Mad Dog very well. And yeah. Mad Dog makes things, hears things, builds things based on things he hears in his head. Or bowls he finds. You yeah. know, oh yeah, I found a bowl. That'll Keep make those it great. salad bowls away. That's right. Yeah, the, <laughs> That's what we're right. talking about here is um, our friend Mad Dog. I know you're listening. Wanted to make a ukulele out of monkey pod, and apparently you can't find monkey pod wood anymore. So he bought a salad bowl off of eBay. And made a, this wonderful sounding ukulele out of it, and I'll probably put it a link to his site with the podcast. In fact, I believe there are pictures somewhere around on the internet of of me playing that. Probably, uh, probably on Mad Dog's site. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, <laughs> but yes, and that's something that I don't do that I really admire about somebody like him. I don't, I don't make instruments right. other than crude yard instruments like ectars and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but. Um, but you have found many things and brought them back to life. It sounds. Oh like. yeah, so we've found, re- found a yeah. purpose for them. Yeah, Steve. Steve is a. I'll be like Steve. Can you take this apart and help me figure this out? You mm-hmm. know, because I can't see what I'm doing. And so Steve's learned to take apart accordions and uh, all all kinds of stuff. Um, it's ridiculous, but you know, it's it's so much fun, and it's it's part of, you know, the whole process of music and songwriting. And a lot of songwriting for us comes comes out of the instrument. Right. You know. Um, a lot of the music I write just comes from a beautiful sound, and then that inspires it. Yeah, it's a hard thing to explain, but if you're working on a song, sometimes I've picked up like a ukulele and played one of my songs on a ukulele and ended up changing a lyric or a verse or playing it on the mandolin or changing the rhythm with a shaker. You just you hear different sounds, and it, it, it leads into different lyrics and different musical ideas. Speaking of inspiring, that was the first half of the Day and Kind interview. And like I say, I should have asked him, what don't you play? A couple of things that were going on there uh, that you might not have picked up, but if you listen close, if you go back and listen closely to Give Free Your Love and I'll Fly Away, that was Keith Greninger doing harmony vocal in the background. And again, to remind you about the contest, if you'd like to win an autographed copy of Keith's latest CD, Glorious Peasant, Send me an email and mention this interview in the contest. And if you're not on my list, go to my contact page, michaelgaither.com slash contact, and sign up for my list, and I'll enter you in the drawing. Um, I forgot to mention there are links to go with this little conversation on my site, michaelgaither.com, and that's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. There are links to Dan's site, his CD, Steve Acello's site, Keith Greninger's site, and some other things we talked about. Uh, one thing I left on the beginning of that, uh, we before the interview sort of officially, quote-unquote, started, we were talking about the cost of doing CDs, and I hope you found it interesting. Well, what we were talking about was if you record a song that somebody else wrote, you need to get clearance for it, and you need to, basically you pay for it, and you pay based on the number of units. Um, the site you normally go to is run by the Harry Fox Agency. They're a big publishing clearinghouse, and you look up the song and you, you, you pay a fee and that way it's legal and you get a you get a letter of stating you can record that song on X number of CDs and that's kind of how it works. In the case of All Fly Away and Will a Circle Be Unbroken, you think, well, it's a Carter family song. And you look up and there's 
I think literally like 25 people laying claim to it. So I haven't recorded Will the Circle Be Unbroken, so I haven't had to deal with that. But it's something you come across when you start recording your own music and covering somebody else's tunes. Uh, one more thing that was going on there was um, you probably heard Angel and my wife Cindy talking in the next room. So Cindy made it into a podcast and didn't even know it. So once again, this is part one of the Dan Kai Steve Cello interview. I'm going to go ahead and cut this off at half an hour, and in the next segment, we'll talk more about being an independent musician in the age of MySpace and websites and kind of what goes along with that. If you have any comments about this particular podcast, you can leave them on my site. Go to the, the site, the entry for Songs and Stories 25 and 26. Uh, click the Add Comment button or just send me an email, michael at michaelgather.com.